folks welcome into free money football i'm your host hi b we got meerkat and stevie in the building yet again and we're here to break down week nine going through each and every game for you looking at some of the top storylines from each game and some of these lines to start monitoring and things to look out for going into it but meerkat we got to talk about this to start the episode i was sniffing out that cheese on that jets game mike Fucking white. Wow. With the upset last week. Just unbelievable. It was something weird about that line with the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. This upcoming one that, you know, with the Colts that just had me thinking it feels like a Jets day. It is. I see, you know, <laughs> I love myself some Mike White right now in the Dynasty League. I mean, he's just. He's a fun guy you want to root for. I kind of I was kind of rooting for Zach Wilson, not really, you know, like unbiasedly. But now I'm all in on Mike White. Like, make this dude the starter. I want to see him destroy on Thursday Night Football. I want to see him become their starting quarterback moving forward. But that loss crushed me. Bengals, I was big on them. I just <laughs> didn't see that coming, but you smelt the cheese right out. Absolutely. And Stevie – it was a, a bit of an interesting week. It looked like Vegas got back to it, but we sniffed out a lot of those lines and did very – I think we all did pretty well against the spread last week. Yeah, I mean, we did solid. We sniffed out a lot of those trap lines. One of the biggest ones I was on was the Panthers against the Falcons. Had no idea why the Falcons were favored. The Panthers mm-hmm. ended up winning outright. Also had the Steelers that I kind of talked myself into as the Sunday went on. They went out right over the Browns. The Bears, I'm done with the Bears. I don't want to touch the Bears ever again. And then, you know what? We talked about Sunday night. It was going to be a trap line if, you know, Dak was playing for the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. But it didn't matter for the Cowboys. Cooper Rush gets the win. And now they're undefeated against the spread still. I can't believe what the Cowboys are doing this year. Absolutely. That's one of the biggest storylines thus far in in uh, in betting on football right now is the fact that the Cowboys have continued this streak even without Dak in at quarterback last week. It seemed like everyone was going to, you know, not bet on the Cowboys at that point. And that's when I was like, hmm, I don't know about that one because I think the public is only actually won on one game uh, so far in the primetime all, all year betting on the NFL mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, picking a winner against the spread. So um, when you're looking at that, that's one of the trends to look look into when you're looking, hey, what's the public on? Fade the public primetime. But let's get into the 1 o'clock slate here, boys. We got the Falcons and the Saints starting us off here in that one. We got a six and a half point spread as the Saints are favored with a 41 and a half over under in this one. Uh, Saints four and three, and the Falcons are three and four against the spread, respectively. Meerkat, any read on this one? Saints likely without Jameis for you know for a long time, and still um, still no Taysom Hill likely. So Taysom, I think it was back at practice a bit today. Um, I'm not sure on his full status what's going on. I, I'm moving forward thinking they're going to get Taysom Hill ready to go for this. I, I don't see them marching out Ian Book or uh, whoever else it may be. I, you know, why would they even give Book the chance there? Uh, it's just a weird spot. Taysom Hill, you saw what he did last year, though, against the Falcons. I mean, those were two of his best games. He finishes, you know, fantasy quarterback four and eight in his two matches against them. 
I just said matches for a football game. I'm sorry, guys. I got soccer <laughs> on the mind with Europa League. But, you know, he had 260 yards, two touchdowns, then over 300 yards and two touchdowns combined against the Falcons, who have the worst pass defense in the league right now. And the Falcons' secret weapon this year, the only thing really driving that offense is Cordell Patterson. And, you know, he should have trouble against the Saints' defense. They're allowing the least amount of yards per uh, touch to running backs in the league so far this year. So you can't really classify him as a running back, even though that's kind of what he's been. Today he said he's just a baller. He's not a receiver. He's not a running back. He's just a baller. So I agree with that, but it still falls into that realm. Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints here, as gross as it is, in the memory of my boy, Jay Boo. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you, Meerkat. I mean, I've been fading the Falcons all year. I hate the Falcons. And Taysom Hill did practice fully today, which is a great sign for the Saints. But the Saints are a weird team because I didn't even realize they were 5-2 and two at this point. You feel like the Saints have been struggling this year. They're 5-2. and two. They're 4-3 and three against the spread. Sean Payton's a good head coach, and he's coaching up this team despite their offense being kind of lackluster this year outside of Alvin Kamara. But this is a Falcons team that, you know, I said last week I was fading them completely. I don't know how they were favored in a game. This line feels big. Saints by a touchdown team that hasn't really scored too well this season. We don't really know who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. But I'm not ever taking the Falcons. The Falcons have three close wins this year against the Dolphins, Jets, and Giants. The Saints defense looks legit, and you're playing in the Dome. Give me the Saints. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys on that, with that spread. I don't really care who the quarterback is. The Falcons still suck. (laughs) On to the next game where we have the Dallas Cowboys, like we said, undefeated against the spread this year with 6-1 and overall. Just that uh, last-second field goal in the opener against Tampa Bay to keep them from an undefeated record as they welcome in the Denver Broncos into town. 10, 10 10.5 on this one. Uh, Cowboys are favored with the over-under sitting right around 49 and a half in this one. Cowboys, like we said, have just been covering like crazy. Dak still questionable, likely to get back um, going in this game here, though. Uh, Ten points, though, big spread. No Von Miller, though, for the Broncos. Um, A little bit of... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wrong side cba um a little bit of uh dysfunction we're hearing about something with you know the halloween team party and this and that coming out of denver so who knows how much they're into this but they did uh finally get off the losing uh ways the past uh past week so we'll see what happens with this one stevie can the cowboys continue to beat the spread <sighs> i mean 10 points is a lot i mean but it feels like a trend I kind of want to ride for a little bit, especially against this Broncos team where their offense has been really, really bad this year, averaging less than 20 points a game. They just haven't really shown anything to me offensively in the past, I think, five weeks since, you know, when they played their cupcake schedule to start the year. They really haven't shown anything facing decent defenses. And the Cowboys, I was surprised that they were able to go into Minnesota and win outright, and they played very well uh, on both sides of the ball. I'm assuming Dak's playing, so that's why I would be okay laying the 10 points. I just I don't trust this Broncos offense enough. And when you lose a player like Von Miller, which, you know, thank you for giving him to the Rams. I appreciate you, Denver. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a few weeks for the defense to adjust to that. I know last year they played without Von Miller and Chubb had to really take on a huge role, but their defense is it's a, it's a very good defense in the secondary, but losing Von Miller, the pass rush, that's really the key to 
taking out the Cowboys. I don't think they're going to be able to. I'm assuming Dak's going to play. I'd lay the 10. If he doesn't play, then obviously the line's going to move, but I still like the Cowboys here. Why not just keep riding the trend, right? Let's see if they can go 8-0 against the spread. See, I feel like Jesse Pinkman right now talking about Walt White. Like, he can't keep getting away with this. The Cowboys <laughs> can't keep covering these right. games. Now, they're saying there's, you know, 100% chance they're going to get Dak out there ready to go, whether he's 100% or not uh, yeah. for this game, which kind of concerns me. I want to see how he practices, you know, Friday, how things go, what his actual designation is going to be, whether it's, you know, questionable, doubtful, what they're saying, if probable, that type of stuff matters. But I think Dak is going to be just fine. And the Broncos, I mean, they scraped together a 17 to uh, 10 win last week against the Washington football team. Nothing impressed me in that. They're four and four against the spread on the season. Now, Teddy covers is dead. That's not a thing anymore. I brought it up last week, but this this line does feel trappy. It definitely feels trappy, and I, I don't know. I can't bet against the Cowboys. I can't do it. I can't keep doing it. I keep getting crushed. Might not even touch this, but I might just ride the wave with the Cowboys. It seems like great, you know, teaser material. They're spread. Yeah, this this might just be a game where you wait to see where the public ends up, and you just mm-hmm. kind of fade the public on this one because putting it at ten, it feels like they're really forcing you to want to bet on the Broncos. But it's the Cowboys, and they're undefeated against the spread. Don't know if everyone's going to do that, so we'll see um, how that and, one plays out heading into Sunday. And monitor the injuries for Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Ceedee Lamb didn't practice Thursday. Amari Cooper was limited. Those are those are two big impacts on the game. Absolutely. Um, On to the next game here as we have the Patriots heading in to take on the Carolina Panthers. Both teams are an identical four and four and four and four against the spread on the season. And you have the Patriots favored uh, by three and a half in this one on the road over under 41. Don't expect a ton of scoring in that one. Um, This is uh, an interesting one for me where obviously that defense for the Panthers at times has shown to be very good. Can you cause enough uh, struggles for Mac Jones, who seems to be figuring things out as he's going, Bill Belichick doing enough to at least um, get him involved and get him moving to get the rest of the offense going meerkat. Yeah. I mean, this line feels kind of weird to me. I'm not sure if it feels like it's spot on or if it feels like it's trying to get people to bet on the Patriots here because the public seems not like the Panthers right now, but the Patriots are a good team. They just, you know, two weeks ago dropped the 50 burger. And then last week with a huge double with the chargers, which crushed me. Sorry, folks. I still believe in the chargers, but that was a rough one. And still, you know, Darnold, he's treading water out there. He got the start after getting benched, but he didn't look great. He got the win, didn't look great, and his clock is ticking. Now, Stefan Gilmore in that defense does intrigue me a bit. Revenge game possibility. He had a pick last week, looked great. They're already pretty, like, good defense. Stevie's talked about it before on them. That was a good move for them. I, I don't know what to do here. I do like the Patriots as much as that disgusts me to say. And I'm kind of like, Mac Jones is good, guys, but it's a weird line. And I do like the Panthers. Uh, another one, I, I'm not sure what to do right now. I'm leaning the Patriots. Yeah, I'm. 
think I'm leaning the Patriots too. I hate it. I just the Patriots have a solid enough defense, I think, to stop the Panthers' offense, which has been pretty lackluster since the start of the year. And the Patriots' offense has surprisingly been pretty good the last four weeks. They scored 25 against Houston, 29 against Dallas, 54 on the Jets, and then 27 against the Chargers, which I'll admit we were all wrong on that game. I really thought the Chargers would get revenge, and the Patriots just did what they wanted to do. I don't love it right now. It's at three and a half. I hate that little hook on the, the line right there. And, but I trust – I think Bill Belichick is a good enough coach, and he's put Mac Jones in really good situations to succeed. I think he'll do that here, not put him in any bad spots. And if there's anyone who knows how to get after Sam Darnold, it's Billy B of the Patriots. So that's why I'm on the Patriots. Yep, I like that there. Next game, we have the Ravens six-point favorites at home against the Minnesota Vikings, over-under sitting at 50. Both these teams actually three and four against the spread on the season. Um, Ravens have struggled to cover in a bunch of these games. We talked about that, um, I know, last week a a bunch. Um, Kirk Cousins, is he good? I don't know. Can't get his team above 500. Stevie, you talked about it. You keep saying he's good, but the team (laughs) – the performance isn't all, all the way there. Yeah, I mean, if you watched the Cowboys-Vikings games last week, first off, he was running for his life. He was running for his life the entire game. And secondly, their defense couldn't stop Cooper Rush, which is a pretty that's, bad that's a sign for the Vikings. You know, I gave them the excuse saying, oh, their defense was really banged up last year. They had major injuries to the majority of their starters. They should be better this year. We really haven't seen it. They're allowing almost close to 400 yards a game, and now they're going into Baltimore to play a Ravens team that's coming off a bye, and not only just coming off a bye, the week before they got waxed at home by their rival, the Bengals, kind of a wake-up call of maybe it isn't your division to lose. Vikings with six feels like too many points, though. I almost want to talk myself into the Vikings, especially if it gets to a touchdown. But for now, that Vikings defense, I don't think is going to be able to slow down this Ravens offense. And I like Kirk Cousins, and he typically plays well when he's not in the spotlight. And this feels like the classic one o'clock game where no one's really paying too much attention to it. And then you look up and you go, oh, the Vikings beat the Ravens of Baltimore. Right now, I'm not making a play in the game. If it gets to seven, I think I'll lean the Vikings, but I'm staying away for now. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat to where I want to talk myself into the Vikings, but I do like the Ravens right now. And yeah. I honestly, I think this is low key going to end up being like the best game of football on the slate Sunday. Okay. I, I can see this being a great football game. And that's why six points scares me, even though I do like the Ravens, because I think it might be close in that. But I can't keep believing in these Vikings. They're three and four against the spread and kind of crazy stuff. I saw they're three and 11 in their last 14 like mm, yeah. against the spread. They, they are dating back to not covering it all but the Ravens are such a weird team they should have lost that game to the Lions then they crush the Chargers who we all love and then they get stomped by their division rivals the Bengals who just lost the Jets and it's like what is going on but I do like them coming off of a bye I do like that wake up call aspect Stevie brought up and they're six and one straight up in their last seven home games they play great at home Lamar has been winning in different ways whether he needs to do with his legs or his arm I like the Ravens here just Mm -hmm. six is a lot of points boys yeah, absolutely. I think we're all kind of on the same page on that one. On to the next game, though, a big game in the AFC North as we have the Browns going into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. 
Bengals also one uh, game ahead of the Browns in the standings. It's a huge game for the Cleveland Browns. You want to stay above 500, and you got to keep you know p- punching your way up to stay alive for um, you know the division and a potential wild card berth if if necessary. So this is a huge huge game for them. Um, and you have the distractions with OBJ and everything else going on right now. And the Bengals sort of licking some wounds after last week with uh, what Mike White did to him with some real big haymakers, especially through the year Meerkat. You see the Bengals bouncing back, or do the Browns have still have uh, enough fight left in them? I feel like an idiot right now. This is just my stupid brain. I love these this Browns team. I keep talking myself into them. And I'm, I'm this is my last stand. If the Browns don't <laughs> cover this two and a half in this game, I'm done with them for the rest of the season. I don't care what matchup it is. I don't care how favorable the line is. I am done with them. I'm trusting them this weekend at this plus two and a half. The Bengals defense showed a ton of vulnerabilities that the Browns can exploit, even with all the OBJ drama, whether he plays or not, whatever Baker's dealing with, whatever. They're getting healthier. I think that's a huge factor heading into this. They were beat up last week. And since he's O-line um, has allowed just 20 sacks this year, which, you know, isn't bad, actually, for O-line, everyone said was yeah. going to be terrible. A lot of that's Burrow kind of getting himself out of situations. Yeah, just running, running the ball crazy. quick and running like crazy. Yeah. But, you know, Cleveland's defense, their front seven is extremely tenacious, and that's an advantage that, you know, they take if, if they emphasize that, they really get after Burrow. They make him uncomfortable. They make him, you know, throw his first reads. I like Cleveland here, boys. I'm actually on the other side here. I like the Bengals. And, like, I, right now I, I like the lines as low as I, – I didn't think it would be this low. It's under a field goal. I love the Bengals. Everyone yeah. just saw the Jets beat the Bengals last week. So everyone's like, oh, maybe the Bengals got exposed. That's when I like to jump on the teams. After they have a bad loss against a bad team, I like to jump on them the next couple of weeks because that – I really think it's a – the Bengals are a good team, and they, this is a big division game that they kind of need. You could almost not put the Browns away, but give yourself a little bit of breathing room in the division. I think they're going to be two playoff teams from this division. And the Browns, they love to run the ball. They're, I think they're averaging 160 yards per game. The Bengals have a pretty good run defense, averaging only allowing 90 yards a game. And on the other side of the ball, the way to beat the Browns defense is through the air. Yeah, they have a good secondary, but their run defense and pass rush is much better. The Bengals have one of the best passing offenses in the NFL, thanks to that Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase connection. I think they can outscore the Browns pretty easily in this game. And I think the Bengals defense has been one of the more underrated units in all of football this year. I like the Bengals to get the win at home. And the Browns, just to me, I don't know. They're not They're not doing it for me this year. I had high expectations like Meerkat, too. I really did. It's just mm-hmm. they haven't really – I watched them, haven't been impressed in many of their games. Yeah, and if that line moves at all in the way Stevie sort of expected it to, you might be able to get that two and a half on the Bengals. And then maybe if you can get it to four for the Browns, you might be able to middle it there. Nice sweet spot. I feel a 24-20, 23-20 yeah. type game. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all for a Bengals win like that. But on to the next game here in the 1 o'clock window. We have the Buffalo Bills going down south to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. 14.5 point spread in this one as the Bills are favored 48.5 on the over-under here. Um, obviously, Jacksonville's gone through a ton of issues um, between the Urban Meyer injuries and everything else. Um, I think James, James, is James Robinson beat up now too? 
He's questionable, yeah. Yeah, questionable. he might be out. Yeah. So uh, going to be some big issues down there in Jacksonville for them trying to get things moving against that Bills defense, who's shown to be one of the best best defenses we've seen in quite some time. So um, love the Bills in this one, 14 and a half. I mean, they've been covering it. It's not yeah. enough points. It's not enough points. Not we enough. saw him cover, what was it, 14 against the Dolphins last week. I mean, they might have started out slow, and I think the Dolphins are a better team than the Jaguars, honestly. But the Bills, they yeah, need that to take late, advantage of these games. that late touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They need to take advantage of these games right now. They need to iron out all these little kinks we have going on against these bad teams in Jacksonville. is the perfect team to do it against. You, you have to take advantage of this. You have to steamroll them, get the offense going, build confidence in these guys. I fully expect them to cover this game after last week, pulling out that miracle cover. And the Jaguars still beat up. You brought up J-Rob questionable. They still don't have Chark. They're not going to have Can, Linder, other guys. Big names for this team. Mm-hmm. Are, they're just without them urban meyer i have no faith in go bills i'm on them this is a game where i'm tempted to even look into alternate spreads for the bills i think it's as big of a mismatch as it comes this year in the nfl you look at the jaguars offense they put seven points up against a bad seahawks defense a Mm -hmm. bad seahawks they scored seven points their leading receiver that game was dan arnold you're not going to be able to score on the Bills' defense with your leading receivers, Dan Arnold. And on the other side of the ball, they let Geno Smith drop 31 points on him. He had four incompletions the whole game, and he only threw to two players. There were 18 of the 20 receptions went to Lockett and Metcalf. I don't even know who the other two went to. But he was just tunnel vision the whole game, and it still worked against this pitiful Jaguars defense. The Bills have so many options they can use on offense, and the Jaguars aren't moving the ball at all on this defense. So field position is going to be in the Bills' favor all game i love minus 14 and a half i don't think it's enough i think the bills win this game by 20 plus bills by a billion absolutely another <laughs> game where and it's like we've seen the recipe for this too with the bills this season when they're they should beat these bad teams they do beat these bad teams it's not like yeah. they've let these bad teams hang around that first miami was the first time last week where they hung around and the bills did cover late anyways and speaking of miami we're on to miami next as the one in seven Dolphins take on the one in seven oh. Houston Texans, Dolphins five and a half point favorites. Does anyone care about this game? I don't. I I can't bet on it. <laughs> so originally, when I was doing my notes for this, I was like, I actually kind of like the Dolphins here. They played us tough until that fourth quarter last week. Tua's stringing together some decent games. They're getting some guys back. Then we got the news today. I didn't think he was coming back this fast. Ty God is back, Mm -hmm. boys. He is starting this Sunday, the cover monster. You saw what he did the first two games of the season with this Texans offense. Not saying he's going to replicate, you know, 300 yards, four touchdowns, whatever. But I'm torn on this now. I did like the Dolphins. Now I want to take the Texans. That news didn't really move the line, which is – very questionable to me. I like Tyrod. He's very familiar playing the Dolphins in his career. He's going to want to come back because he keeps getting fucked everywhere he's gone. Davis Mills. Davis Mills on the sideline is going to be. Yeah. It's just like (laughs) he keeps getting screwed, and he came out this year, started going off, and then gets screwed again, loses his job, but he's not actually lost his job. They are doing him right. He is coming Mm -hmm. back and starting, and I like him to just now come out. I don't really have numbers ready for Tyrod because – 
it just happened a few hours ago, I guess it was announced. I didn't even notice it until I just looked it up. So I think I like the Texans now. Yeah, I kind of like the Texans too. I mean, I'm just going to do kind of the dumb guy argument here. Is it, should a one in 17 be favored by five and a half points close to a touchdown? No, they shouldn't. And the Dolphins haven't really been impressive. The games to look decent in were against the Jaguars and the Falcons, and they still lost both those games. Tyrod Taylor is a huge upgrade over Mills, in my opinion, and he actually makes the Texans' offense somewhat, I guess, pedestrian. Is that is that a nice way of putting it? They can actually yeah. move the ball down the field a little bit with Tyrod. Yeah. I think they'll score points. They were able to score 22 points in pure garbage time against the Rams last week, so they were able to move the ball somewhat. It's, it's a good sign going into this week. With Tyrod Taylor as the starting QB, I'm fine getting points with the Texans. And I think he's a full go to start, so give me the Texans with the points. I absolutely hate it, but I'm not <laughs> laying five and a half with this Dolphins team. Yeah. Oh, that game just stinks. I'm I'm so yeah. glad I'll be watching Red Zone and the Bills game at 1 o'clock. And yeah, hopefully, I won't even re- hopefully I won't even realize that game's on, Steve. <laughs> um, hopefully for my own sanity, I don't see any highlights of it either. Um, <laughs> so we got the last 1 o'clock game, Vegas Raiders. Versus the New York Giants, Vegas three and a half point uh, favorites on the road over under sitting at forty six in that one. Raiders coming off a bye. I don't know why they're only favored by three and a half. It feels like this, Stevie. Is this a trap? Because I it, feel like they it, should be favored by more than that. Dude, it, it feels exactly like a trap to me. I, I don't understand why this line was so low when I looked at it. And I go, mm-hmm. I guess the Giants have been playing a little bit better in the past few weeks. But no one in their right mind is looking at this game and going, I want to take the Giants. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say, give me the Giants plus three at home. Just, I don't know. I mean, I've never been super impressed by the Raiders team. I always think the Raiders are that team that kind of plays well under the spotlight in primetime games, so the public perception of them is better than they actually are. And the Raiders have been all right, but they did lose to the Bears this year at home in a game where they were very bad. And the past two weeks, they played well against the Eagles. They played well against the Broncos, but it was not to the point where I'm like, this Raiders is a five and two type of team. They are five and two. They're four and three against the spread. So they've played relatively well this year. Cars had a good season, but this line stinks. And I'm just going to take the giants plus three. They're finally starting to get healthy with their weapons. Daniel Jones has looked better this year than he has in previous seasons. I hate it. Just so I'm just going to take it. I mean, they're getting healthy at receiver. Kadarius Tony comes back, and then he goes out with injury again. I think that happened to two or three other of their receivers too. They're, they've been, it, it their injury report's insane right now. Kenny it, Galladay is questionable. Tony's questionable. John Ross is questionable. Sterling Shepard's questionable. Uh, <laughs> I think Shepard's doubtful again. Or doubtful, yeah. At least they're not all ruled out. At least yeah. maybe half of them might play. That's better than what it's been for three weeks. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. I can't take this Giants team. I'm not buying into their <laughs> recent good play. I don't like Danny Dimes. I don't like their injury reports. Saquon now has Tony COVID, too, on top of his injury. He's not playing again. Uh, the Raiders, you know, losing rugs is a big deal for this offense. He's got nearly 500 yards this year. Now, they do have decent receiver depth. They have guys who I believe can step up, and this team's overcome adversity already once this season. Yeah. Um, 
I think they can do it again. I think this Raiders team is pretty good. I don't think they're a threat to win the AFC. I don't think they're even going to win their own division, but I do like them this week, no matter how trappy this line feels. I, w- I want to actually see the numbers on it because I feel like the public's starting to buy into the Giants. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because line I think opened up at two and a half, three, and's moved to three and a half, if I'm not mistaken on that one. But you have to double check. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I I, I hope Kadarius Tony plays quarterback a little bit more because that man's got a cannon, and he was going through reads, which was crazy. Um, so let's hop into the four o'clock games here. We got the Chargers taking on the Eagles. Eagles at home. Two-point underdogs with the Chargers, the favorites, over-under sitting at 49. Chargers at just a two-point favorite after the Eagles coming off a big, big win over the Lions where I said it's a roller coaster year for Jalen Hurts and these Eagles. They're the highest highs. They're about to reach the lowest lows with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to lay a beat down, Stevie. It's another weird line tie, but I'm, I'm kind of with you too. I, I, I love Jalen Hurts, and I said last week was he needs to win this game for his job, and he, he did it. They won by 38 points. They killed the Lions. But the Chargers have lost two straight, and they really need a win here. They're going to fall to 500, and then that division gets kind of questionable because the Raiders are playing well. I think the Chiefs will probably figure it out at some point this year, and the AFC has a lot of teams going for the wild card that are south. Chargers need this win. They're 4-3, four 4-3 and three, four and three against the spread. It's just if it's a pick game to me, essentially. I, I'm just going with the better quarterback. I, I think Justin Herbert is still a top five quarterback in the league, and you could say top ten. I really do think he's top five. I like Hurts, too. I love them both, but the Chargers can't lose three straight here. This feels like a must-win type of situation, and the Eagles, to me, they really haven't played well, and they've played good teams this year, better teams, especially on the defensive side. They allowed 33 to the Raiders, 28 to the Bucks, 42 to the Chiefs in their last five weeks. Just because they blew out the Lions, my perception should change on them. It's not going to give me the Chargers. They're a better team with a better quarterback. Yeah, and I think it was Boston Scott and Jordan Howard who might have saved uh, Hurts' job. Four touchdowns, being as right? Much as, yeah. yeah, as much as Hurts did. Hurts didn't even... Well, he got him uh, down there. He just didn't get the flash. He literally scores. got tackled at the two like four times. Uh, it would drive me nuts. I had the anytime touchdown. It, I would have beat you in fantasy if he scored one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So glad he didn't. Meerkat, what's your read on this one? I mean, this is a weird one. Like, I have to keep going with the Chargers. I have futures on them. I can't start fading them now. But this is another line to me that feels super, super fishy at only minus two for the Chargers, given, you know, recent woes for this team. It's a very fishy line, and the Eagles have been frisky. Not saying, you know, Jalen Hurts didn't have a great week last week, even though it was a massive team win, but maybe that's what they needed because Jalen was having great games this year where they were losing. So now, you know, the whole team gets involved. They win it like that. Sirianni's actually running the ball in a creative way. I don't know. Even going against that terrible, terrible Chargers defense, a rush defense, I'm still not sure, you know, they get the same production out of the backfield again. I mean, Jordan Howard was just brought up off the practice squad. I don't see him replicating that. Give it to Kenny G over Boston Scott. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, 
it's just one of those weird lines <laughs> where it's like, I don't know, the Eagles secondary is not even bad, too. Like, it's a pretty solid secondary where they might give Hurts some yeah. problems. They have a decent defensive line against, you know, Chargers sometimes suspect offensive line. It's a weird one. I want to go with the Chargers very badly, but I might just stay away. Yeah, we'll have to see how how heavy the money comes in on that one. That might be another one of those yeah. games to monitor to where if it's like over 90% public money and um, public percentage, I don't know about that. We'll see. But um, a very, very uh, short 4 o'clock slate. We only have two more games now, 425ers, as the Packers go into Kansas City and Arrowhead as seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. We know Aaron Rodgers – immunized Aaron Rodgers is out with the vid. Um, looks like they're going to be getting uh, Devontae Adams back, though, at least for uh, for Jordan Love's sake. But Chiefs, big favorites in this one. Over-under sitting at 47.5. We know the Chiefs have struggled 2-6 and six against the spread this year. They struggled the, past, the last, what is it, like about 20 weeks now. I think they've only covered against the spread like three or four times. Um this is going to be a tough one for them. And can we finally see, I know Meerkat, you're a prospector. Do, do we see the, the Jordan Love breakout game? I like Jordan Love. I liked him coming out of the draft. I invest in some of his cards because I like him that much. I just think Jordan Love's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers' heir apparent. How similar situations with Rodgers and Favre, take the late first round guy, bench him for a few years behind, you know, the Hall of Famer and then see what happens. I don't think he's ready for that yet, but he's a good quarterback. I think he starts on other teams and that we're going to see that happen this week against a bad Chiefs defense. It's a good spot for him. Not a ton of pressure with the Packers at 7-1. and one. He gets Adams back. Chiefs hadn't looked like themselves, so maybe he's not going to have those jitters of going up against Patrick Mahomes. And I think, I, again, I, I got to see these numbers. I, we'll, they'll come out uh, – you know, in full Friday, Saturday. But I think public might like the Chiefs here with Rodgers out, just like a general assumption. But Chiefs' run defense is also very bad, allowing over 120 yards per game. And we've seen Aaron Jones and now A.J. Dillon coming into this scene. Mm -hmm. Terrified defenses before. I like them to do it. And Green Bay is 7-0 against the spread this season, boys, because week one, said it so many times, just didn't count. I like them to be 8-0 and against the spread. And now Chiefs one and nine against the spread in their last ten home games. Not a great look. Yeah, I mean, originally I loved the Packers when this game was a pick 'em when Rodgers was playing, and now I like the Packers even more because they're getting mm. over a touchdown, and you're playing the Chiefs that really don't deserve to lay a touchdown to anyone right now. And I think you're right, Mirka. I think the public will overreact to Aaron Rodgers mm. being out and say, "Hey, I'm with the Chiefs," because we saw what this Packers team looked like a few years ago when Rodgers was out. They were terrible, but. If there's any defense where a rookie, or not a rookie, a, a new quarterback can go in and play well against, it's this Chiefs defense. And with Devontae Adams back, that would be huge because there's no one in the Chiefs secondary that can cover him. Devontae Adams is probably going to get 15 to 20 targets this game from Love. He's just going to get peppered. And their two-headed you know, backfield with Jones and Dillon should be able to move the ball on the Chiefs, which teams have been doing all year long. On the other side of the ball, the Chiefs' offense has been not as 
great as we have hoped or not hoped, but expected to see this year. And that was the case again last week against the Giants where the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes played okay, but still only 270 yards, a TD and a pick. And he's making a lot of bad decisions still. I said he was getting way too cute with his throws. He's doing that week in, week out. I like the Packers here. The Chiefs don't have much film on Jordan Love. Not Most of the world doesn't have much film on Jordan Love. You have the college tape. But, hey, it's kind of like the Mike White effect last week against the Bengals where, you know, it's a guy you don't really know what to expect. He goes and balls out against a good defense. Well, the Chiefs are a bad defense. I think Love will actually have a pretty good game. I love the Packers to keep this competitive. I like him plus seven and a half. And we'll see as the week goes on if I sprinkle a little on that money line. Yeah, I got to see a good dosage of uh, Jordan Love in the preseason when the Packers came into Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He struggled a bit, but obviously the Bills did play a lot of their starters on defense yeah. for the majority of that first half there. So he was playing, you know, some of the best defenders in the league. So I will give him that. He did make a couple plays where I was like, okay, like you could see it. And he's got the arm strength. So um, we'll see what he does against the Chiefs. But into this last afternoon game, and it's the huh spread of the week as the Cardinals plus two, huh? Going into San Francisco to take on the 49ers over under at 45. Steve, what the hell? Well, I hate this game. I hate both these teams. These are my two least favorite teams in the NFL. And now it's a giant rat trap spread. And you really expect me to lay points with this 49ers team. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to bet this team at all. But how could you how could you pass up on the Cardinals, who are 7-1, and 6-2 and two against the spread, getting points against a 49ers team that outside of Debo Samuel had, and I guess Elijah Mitchell has looked terrible this season. I can't do it. I don't like the Cardinals. I, I don't think they're that great of a team, but I'm not ever laying points with this 49ers team again. I, I, I'm just... I can't do it. I hate this game. I don't want to watch this game. I'll be watching the other two four o'clock games. You guys, you guys can watch the Cardinals 49ers. I, I I hate everything about this game. Yeah, I'll watch Debo hopefully put up hella more points for both my fantasy <laughs> teams. Stevie uh, carried me to a nice win last week, Debo, in both leagues over Stevie. So shout yeah, out yeah. Debo. Mm-hmm. Meerkat, though, what are you thinking on this on this, this line? This the line fun? is vile. This line is stupid. Ooh. It doesn't make sense. The San Francisco 49ers suck. They're not a good football team. Yeah. I don't care what anybody and says. I've been saying it every single week. Yeah. Every week. I don't know why people were high on this you. team coming into this season. I don't know why there's still people that are high on them. It's absolute insanity. Now, I hate the Cardinals. I've been fading the Cardinals. And, you know, people might look and be like, Kyler's not practicing this week. What? They might be like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. What? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, because Jimmy G and Shanahan in this beat-up backfield are going to beat the Cardinals, who have been an incredible team so far this season. Incredible might be a bit overrated, but they've been a very good football team. I think they should not have been an undefeated team, but 7-1, you know, they're a good team, and Kyler Murray's going to be just fine for Sunday. They're going to let him rest the entire mm-hmm. week because he doesn't need to practice to play the 49ers. That's what Cliff Kingsbury said. They're that confident with him coming in. And you know D-Hop last week, he only played 25% of snaps on the, you know, that hurt, uh, what is it, calf strain. And this week, they're probably just not going to practice him and then let him see how it goes Sunday. You know D-Hop, he plays through these things. He's probably going to get himself out there. I don't like the overreactions. I do like the Cardinals still getting two and a half points <laughs> against San Fran, who is one and four against the spread in their last five games. 
Cardinals already beat them this season. I mean, I just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, Cardinals have a deep receiving core too, so the injury to D Hop doesn't even yeah. worry me all that much just because I know they got a bunch of guys who can go. Give me out some there. Andy Isabella, baby. That's exactly one of the names I was going to say. A guy like Andy Isabella who's fighting, can't, can barely even get out on the field at all. Get that man out there. Let him get some catches. Let him do some things. Let him cook. But on to the Sunday night game. Stevie, make sure you point to the logo the, on the right side this time. The Tennessee <laughs> yeah, who, Titans I'm, at the L.A. Rams. <laughs> the Rams. Stevie can't bring himself to even bet on this one. I know. He doesn't I'd know say, which team he loves more. My, my two favorite teams, right, Meerkat? Um. I'm I'm comfortable laying points with the Rams here just with Derrick Henry out. I think he's one of those few backs that really makes a big impact. And the Rams defense will be able to get after Ryan Tannehill. A little concerned right now that Robert Woods isn't practicing with the foot injury because then it's just going to be all the attention on Cooper Cup. But on the other side of the ball, you got no Henry. And then Julio Jones, guess what? He's been limited all week. Jalen Ramsey can shut down A.J. Brown, and I think he will. Matt Stafford was held out of practice on Wednesday with a sore back. I think he'll be fine to play. I don't know. It's hard for me to to not bet the Rams with the Derrick Henry list Titans, even though I hate laying more than a touchdown, especially on primetime games, especially a game where everyone's probably going to be on the favorite. But I'm not going to bet it, stop betting against the Rams, even though they <laughs> didn't cover last week at the closing number. I got lucky. I teased them in the Bills yeah. both down, didn't have to sweat either of those out. The Rams, if you got them at 16 and a half, you probably hated them from those backdoor covers the Texans had. That was brutal. I'm thinking, that was a brutal stretch they had. It was it was a tough end to that game because I'm I'm watching the game and I, I had it on the big screen the Reds on the small TV and I switched them at halftime. And the Rams are waxing the Texans. You know I'll, I'll glance over at this nothing. game, watch as it goes. This game's over and done with. And next thing I know, Texans have the ball. Texans got the ball back. Texans got the ball back. They scored each time. And of course, you know when you're getting blown out like that, you're going to go for two when you score. I don't know. I think the Rams win. Big here. I just don't trust this Titans team without Derrick Henry. I think it'd be a completely different story if they had Derrick Henry because I think they could expose the Rams' rush defense. But Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson, that doesn't scare me. And I don't think it should scare anybody, especially with this Rams defense that just added another superstar with Von Miller. I don't know if he'll play, but I, I'm, I love my Rams this week. Don't love my Titans, Bearcat. I don't love my Titans. I love my Rams. <laughs> Yeah, this is just a weird game because the Titans been so good this year, so good against the spread, six yeah. and two with the record, and you just have no idea what they're going to be without Derrick uh, exactly. Henry. They lose their whole offensive identity. It reminds me of like the Panthers losing Christian McCaffrey. Not yeah. saying mm-hmm. you know they're the same level as the Panthers. I do give uh, Tannehill a little more respect than I give Darnold as much slightly. as I hate Tannehill. <laughs> slightly, slightly, and the Rams are a good team. Uh, who kind of owe us degenerates a little. We're sorry after last week for anybody who bet on them. Somehow blowing that cover after being up 38 nothing going into the third corner. I doubt Sean McVay's happy with that, even though it was never close, but just letting yeah. up the points. And I'm sure it was backups and stuff, but still, that's just a bad look. They owe us one. Give it to us this week. I'm riding the Rams. Yep, we'll see what the public's on because, again, like I mentioned, those primetime games, got to watch out. But one last yeah. game here, Stevie. We got the Monday night game as, as the Chicago Bears go in to Heinz Field to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
a game that nobody cares about and it's on Monday night football. Whoopee. Um, not even a game that I think if you look at this before the season, like you really thought it was going to be all that exciting. Cause a lot of us sort of have been uh, projecting this downfall of the Steelers. They are still four and three, like, you know, the, not everything you know, is turning ones. down for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're figuring out how to get it done, even, you know, through some injuries and whatnot. Defense is getting pretty healthy again. And then the Chicago bears, who the hell knows what Nagy's doing over there. Um, I think more than likely um, their next head coach is going to be in Jacksonville on Sunday, not in Chicago. So um, I don't really know what to say about the Bears or the Steelers in this one. Six and a half in this. uh, I mean, I still probably like the Steelers, but I have a weird feeling this might just be an ugly, shitty Monday night game and we see a, a, a backdoor Bears cover Meerkat. Yeah, I think it's more likely we get that. Now, I'm not saying I like the Bears at all, but I just don't want to bet against them in this spot, I guess. I don't know. I'm labeling this the don't bet game of the week. I got one every week. This is it this week for me. Steelers don't actually average that much on the ground this season, even with Najee, but the Bears run defense is bad. They're allowing 125 yards per game. It's a big opportunity for them to take advantage of that. And Nagy coming back is not a good thing. They're three and seven against the spread with him as their head coach in their last 10. Now, Pittsburgh might only be one and four against the spread of their last five. So I don't love either side of this. Both numbers make me want to bet against the, both of the other team or not bet on either of them. So this is kind of just like if you had to make me choose, I might lean bears here just because I do still believe in Justin Fields, but I don't want to touch it. I'm not going to touch it. I hate the Bears. I hate Matt Nagy. The Bears were really the underdog that kind of screwed me last week. All the other ones came through. We talked mm-hmm. about the Jets. We said the Bucks was the big, like the craziest, weirdest line of all time, and the Saints won out, right? Yeah. The Panthers won out, right? The Steelers won out, right? And then the Bears had to get, you know, waxed by the 49ers after getting my hopes up and after playing a good first half. Yeah. I hate the Bears. I'll probably lay the points with the Steelers. I just think the Steelers have kind of found their identity where Big Ben just gives it to Najee or Deontay Johnson two yards past the line of scrimmage and let them make their moves and run the ball. Big Ben doesn't throw the ball down the field. He just dumps it off to playmakers who can make guys miss. But I don't know. I'll probably lay the points with the Steelers, but I'm looking here, Ty. I mean, we got pretty good NBA slate on Monday night. So maybe some Nets, Chicago Bulls, maybe some Heat Nuggets. That's what I'll be watching on Monday. I don't want any part of this game. I mean, Heat against your Nuggets. That's a great game. It's a lot better than Bears-Steelers. So sign me up for that. Maybe I'll just tease the Steelers down to a pick them and the under and just let that run in the background and play the game like that. But I, I hate this game. I hate both teams. But the Steelers are, I mean, as much as we hate them, they are four and three on a three-game winning streak, and their defense is playing well. This is the game you only bet if you're up a bunch from Sunday, yeah, or if right. you're down a bunch from Sunday, <laughs> and you need something, and you need like a last-second hail mary. So you're like, all right, Steelers money line, Bucks money. Line. You just start hammering a bunch of money yep. lines and just trying to. You do like a first touchdown, even. Pat Fryer move, Steelers to win type of deal. Yeah, you're Yeah, you're all over the place, but. Yeah, make sure you guys tune in uh, again on Sunday morning. We're going to be breaking down our five best bets each of the week. Um, Always doing pretty well with those and tons of great information, and the lines are always changing. 
injuries are happening and guys are coming in and out of the lineup. So make sure you guys pay attention and uh, you guys are following along over at Degenerate Zone on Twitter. Meerkat in the dart just got over 200 career wins and is on a decent little streak here. Up uh, was was just up over 20 units, so hopefully you can get up and stay over 20. And Stevie, I know uh, fantasy football show hasn't been rolling all that much, but any uh, any big targets this weekend you're looking at in fantasy formats? I mean, he kind of went overlooked, but I would if he's available, I would just pick up Derek Gore and just stash him and just see what happens with that Chiefs backfield. No one has really impressed me. He's a guy. But really, other than that, the waiver wires, I'm in too deep of leagues to the point now where I give guys who should be added, and they're like, oh, he's been owned in my league for since we drafted. I don't have to tell you, Ty, you're in a 100-roster league. But, yeah, it's just guys to kind of look out for. Like, look for the injury reports, too. We talked about the Giants receiving cores banged up. We talked about, you know, the Titans, Julio once again. You know, obviously Derrick Henry's out. Just look for that because those are guys you can, you know, just pick up the backups and stream. You saw Pettis a couple weeks ago for the Giants that no one wants to own. Had a nice 15-point week. That's kind of where I like to look at this point in the season. You know, pick up those guys where they're really just getting volume because of injuries. Absolutely. And that those are the things that win you the games that get you into the playoffs. And speaking of the playoffs, hopefully, hopefully we'll be having uh, some collegiate playoff ex- uh, experiences here in March with the UB Bulls. They're kicking off their season here. Well, this will be coming out on Friday, but they're kicking it off an exhibition game tonight as we're recording here, Stevie. Um, we'll be all over that coverage with bullet points over and uh, all our stuff over on trainwrecksports.com. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I got a roster oh, uh, review going up very soon. That should be up uh today when you guys are listening to this on friday so that'll be very cool to check out um, a lot of nice freshmen and some some good videos to check out those guys some guys who are going to be making names for themselves they're a very deep team this year so i want to do a full roster review i'm not just looking you yeah. know talking about who's going to start no i'm looking at the whole roster because i think there's going to be a lot of guys contributing a lot of uh battling for some real play time once conference uh, play gets here because they have a great chance to win the Mac. And we're going to be looking to cover St. Bonaventure as well, who seem to be a lock for the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah, I think both St. Bonaventure and UB were ranked very highly in the mid, mm-hmm. uh, mid-major mid rankings. I think UB was six. I think Bonnie's was, what, third? It's They're going to be some fun teams this year. I, I love it. I love college basketball season. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. UB is going to be good again. I, I'm so excited for this season, Ty. And betting college basketball is the best because half oh, the time yeah, I pick the best. most obscure yep. teams I can absolutely Swag, find and research the shit out of them. And then I just pick one conference and I just bet it all year. And I'm just like, all right, Drake, 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 hammering them week Swag, after week. Absolutely. Summit, Horizon. Oh, give me all of them, baby. <laughs> Sign me up, especially with all these storylines now with the, uh, the uh, Colonial Athletic Association <laughs> and James Madison. Oh, my Lord. Uh, can't get me to uh, the collegiate basketball season. <laughs> But first, make sure you guys get out there. Go hammer your bookies. Go get to the creek. Go call on your bets. Go text them and do whatever you got to do. Go get that free money. Good night.